Do you remember the beginning of your marriage when your relationship was passionate, your connection was deep, your love was strong, and the sex was good? Remember that? Then the honeymoon was over, reality kicked in, and you found out that this marriage thing isn't as simple as it seemed. We are Kevin and Charmaine Lomax. We're going to take you on a journey through the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly sides of marriage. We'll bring you tools from experts in the field and tips that will help you strengthen your relationship. We'll be honest about what it takes to build a healthy one that will stand the test of time. When we learn how to love and make it a priority, this marriage thing is worth it. Today we want to talk about the power of forgiveness and what it means in relationships. If you've been married for any length of time, you know that marriage is a wonderful thing. But sometimes it can be challenging and you may need to forgive your spouse for something that they have done to hurt you or offend you. Or you may need them to forgive you. Yes, and today we are joined by someone who is passionate about marriage, about adding value to others. Someone who we have a great amount of respect for. For 20 plus years, he has served as a pastor, plus he is a mentor and a John Maxwell certified coach, teacher, trainer, and speaker. He has helped to transform the lives of individuals as well as teams in the U.S. and overseas. And in addition to all of that, he is family. We have none other than Roel Mitchell with us. Roel, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. It's great to be here with you guys today. Welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so today, since we're talking about forgiveness and why is it so important in marriages, Roel, I would ask you, what is forgiveness? Well, forgiveness, many people look at forgiveness in, in different ways, but really from the original language, the word forgiveness comes from a word that is pronounced silaka. It means to pardon, and it comes mm -hmm. from another word that is pronounced kala. It means to be ready to forgive at all times. What it is, it is the releasing of a spiritual debt very important mm. in the lives of anyone. Wow, okay. You took us all the way there already, as I knew you would. When we think of forgiveness, we think that it's a decision to let go of the hurt that a person has caused you. And when you do that, you let go of any resentment or ill feelings you have about that person. Mm -hmm. Well, it even goes further than that, Charmaine. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because it's not just about feelings. Forgiveness has everything to do with how things have been set up in your mind. So because we create stories about what people say, mm. how they felt about something, we may have read something wrong. And as a result, we build up these walls that we call walls of protection in order to help us, but really they hurt us. So usually mm. what I find is where someone thinks something is their strength, it really is their weakness because of unforgiveness. So now for people, why is forgiveness so important? Why, so why is it important to forgive? I guess it'll be the question that I ask. Why is it important? Well, forgiveness is extremely important because there is a principle of sowing and reaping, and it's connected to a spiritual law. No matter where you live, no matter who you are, no matter what language you speak, no matter where you're from, no matter what your demographic is, what you sow, you will reap. We understand as believers that Scripture tells us that what you let into your life you actually give access to do whatever it was created to do. So if unforgiveness is resident in you, it stops you up. 
it can cause depression, it can cause anger, it can cause hatred, it has caused murder. Mm. And so that being said, what you sow, you will reap. If you intend to, and if I intend to ever be forgiven by the higher force that we call our creator, we must, in fact, ourselves sow the seed of forgiveness as well. Mm-hmm. So forgiving to me also means that you let go of that angst that you were holding on to and you're going to have peace because of it. I know in marriage, when you do not forgive, because, you know, of course, we're talking to married folks out there and engaged folks and even single folks who, who want to have kind of a bird's eye into what marriage is about. But in marriage and relationships, when you do not forgive, I know it leads to disconnect and emotional distance. And eventually, it will lead even to sexual distance. And Mm -hmm. naturally, that's very unhealthy for a marriage. Mm -hmm. You're correct. You said something. But might I interject and say that before there is an external disconnection, Mm -hmm. there has to be an internal disconnection. So the first disconnect Mm. is with yourself. And because this law that I speak about has to do with relationship. Forgiveness has everything to do with relationship. Mm -hmm. The relationship we have with our creator. If we violate that, then things seem to go awry. Secondly, the relationship that we have with ourselves. If we violate the responsibilities that we have with regard to taking care of ourselves and making sure that we uh, let go of things that we, we go through. We can go through, but I usually say, stop just going through and start growing through that you you have a different perspective of what it is you have faced, and as a result, you receive it differently. Also, you said something. You said when you forgive, then Mm -hmm. peace comes. I I found out, interestingly, that peace is not automatic. We have to give ourselves permission to Mm -hmm. step into a place of peace because peace comes because your level of awareness has been arisen to the point to where you choose peace over unforgiveness. You choose peace Mm -hmm. over hatred. You choose peace Mm -hmm. over confusion. You choose peace over doubt, over arguing. It's a decision. It's a choice to allow it to come in. And whatever it is you allow to come in, you give it full rights and passages into your life. Okay, so Ro, when you you do finally accept all these things and how to forgive, right? Yes. Accepted the terms of the forgiveness. Yes. What does that do for a person? Well, funny that you would ask that because actually when you release someone by forgiving them, you are really releasing yourself. I have counseled people and coached people over the years that they were holding something against someone that had passed away for mm, years. Wow. Especially when we deal with people that are have been raped or molested or, or, or something like that, even divorce situations studies have shown and we understand from the psychology of people how people think and how people develop if a person was raped say at 12 years old they they could be 35 40 and they still have not released that 12 year old girl Mm -hmm. they're still operating out of those emotions they're still stepping into relationships out of that experience and as a result nothing in life seems to work for them And what we usually have to do is bring them back to the place of trauma and release, help them to release it and give themselves permission to grow, to move forward. How I usually do it is I have them have a conversation with the person that was hurt because they are actually not that person now. 
but the stories they have created in their mind make their history their present reality and this is where the conflict comes in so what you're saying is that past experiences influence sensitivities even in a marriage right and they activate trigger points that you may have based on what you've been through at another time in your life yes they in fact help to shape and make and mold sometimes our characters our personalities our responses and until you have a focus on your tomorrow you will always have your reference point as your yesterday so then you find that your todays always look like your yesterdays because you are no longer you have not even come to the place rather to where you're focusing on tomorrow you don't look at the reference point of the seasons of the, of your life that uh, had passed where you've been hurt and where you've been despondent and someone left you and all of that you just take the good things it's like this word that we call tradition what it is it's really a pendulum that swings from the past to the future and the only thing that we are supposed to bring forward are the things that are conducive to us fulfilling the purpose for which we've been created well, what what does that mean for a person that doesn't even realize though that they have trigger points that that they're being triggered they have been through something in their past and all they yeah. know is that every time their spouse does this certain thing yeah they feel upset and they can't this, quite put their finger on it so what do you right. what do you say to to somebody going through that type of thing i deal with people on the on the religious side as well as individuals that really are not religious so mm -hmm. I have to be careful of how I, how should I say, introduce what I have to say. And, and so I want to say it in this way. When we introduce people to uh, healing and deliverance, we have to bring them to a place of awareness where they understand what it is they had gone through. Mm -hmm. And usually what we're doing is we're showing them a different perspective uh, of their life, but we let them know that they are in complete control of the journey and we are just there to help them. Here's a term that I want you to get and it is applicable in every area of life. A system cannot fix itself. It needs something outside of itself to fix it when something is wrong. Hence, a computer goes down. You need a specialist outside of the computer that has the knowledge of the computer and how it's supposed to work to fix it. Uh, automobile goes down. You need a mechanic to come in. It can't fix itself. In the same way, we are unable to fix ourselves. We need someone else on the from the outside of us. But what happens is if we approach that person or those individuals and make them feel as though they're wrong, they don't know what they're mm -hmm. doing, they, mm -hmm. they, and so on and so forth, then they draw back. And so what we usually do is we bring them into a place to where they accept us first before they accept what we have to say. So you have to make them aware of the fact that their past is affecting their marriage in order yes, for it to for, come for to sure. the surface and, and start the healing. Is for sure. We, we show them because what happens is most people they how should i say they medicate or they minister to the, only the symptoms and they never really deal mm -hmm. with the root because and that's so what when we you, see right that's, that's all we recognize right. yeah so you so so the only thing we start dealing with is he's always yelling he's always arguing every mm -hmm. time we go to talk mm -hmm. about money he, th then ah. he wants to leave the house and so 
mm-hmm. you'll have some individuals that want to deal with that. But myself, that is not even my focal point. I want to know the reason why. What was mm-hmm. the trigger that causes that anger to come forth? What is the trigger that causes you not to have want to deal with money? Why is it? Are you so irresponsible? Why are you so disrespectful and so so forth? I don't want to talk about the disrespect, and that's what takes people someplace that they never thought they would go because all of their lives, when they're together, husband and wife, mm-hmm. you usually hear the husband complaining to the wife or the wife complaining to the husband only about the symptom, not about the root. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So, Rose, so is that so is that some of the reason why it seems sometimes that it's so hard for um, married couples to forgive each other? Yes, uh, yes, exactly. But here's one thing that revolutionized my marriage, my relationship with my wife, mm-hmm. and with my creator. Uh, I used to expect my wife to make me happy. Uh, and when I had a bad day, I wanted her to take my mind away when I got home. But if she had some issues that she was dealing with, she wanted to let me know about it. And I didn't understand why she would do this. You, you know, I had a hard day. I'm expecting to come home and have peace in my house. Mm-hmm. So I thought. And one day I was in prayer and the Lord, I should say, as a believer, spoke to me and says, you're being unfair. Mm-hmm. And so I started to do some research and recognize and realize that the Lord was speaking to me, says, what I am supposed to do for you, you're expecting her to do. I said, Lord, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. He says, she's not there to make you happy. She can't give you peace. She can't give you Mm -hmm. joy. You're supposed to get it from me because what happens if she had a bad day at the same time you had a a challenging day and you come home, but you're expecting to receive something that she really can't give you. She doesn't have the capacity to. And I had to repent. There it is. And forgive ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. from my wife because I was putting some some requirements on her that she was not built to carry out and I put it in perspective and our lives changed forever. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. That would make sense because yeah when you when most people come home, whether it's the man or the woman come home from work, you know, they they look towards their wife and they're not really thinking that it's just to make them happy, but it's just to make yes. them feel welcome or feel loved. Yes. You know, at the, yes. you know when you come home, you know you want that hug from your wife. That you know that they love you, but right. you just want that attention at that time. Right. Exactly. So is that being triggered because of childhood? Childhood does come into play, but I more so than anything, I believe that see most people are not taught how to really live their lives. And when I say mm, that, it, wow. even when we go to school, we are taught what to think, but we're not taught how to think. Hmm. That those are two, yes. two really stark contrasts. Mm-hmm. And so when you understand relationship and you understand the placing of responsibilities upon a relationship, like husband and wife, you assume that the husband is supposed to take the garbage out. You assume that the woman <laughs> right. is supposed to cook the food. So what happens, the man, I have had men come and say, I don't know, I come home from a hard day's work and there's no food cooked. Well, but they never discussed this. They never mm-hmm. uh, put responsibilities out and said, well, I'll do this and you do this and so on. So there's so much assumption in relationships True. that it's causing so many problems when we should really define what it is we ought to do. But understand that love, honesty, respect and trust are the four basic components of any healthy relationship. Hmm. 
Oh, okay. So for a couple that's going through a really hard time, meaning there maybe has been abuse in a relationship, emotional abuse, verbal, psychological, mental, physical, any type of abuse, or even Mm -hmm. one or multiple infidelities, or maybe there's like a lack of integrity in in your spouse and you are just never on the same page. Or, uh, I mean, there could be an array of things that could make a marriage rocky. Mm-hmm. So right. some of those things, many people consider to be unforgivable. So should we forgive anything? Well, to answer that question, I have to go way back to the beginning concerning when the, the marriage or when the relationship ensued. Mm-hmm. What was it that attracted you to that person? What was it you liked? What was it that drew you, that really took your breath away? Do you even remember those times? Mm -hmm. And this is important to revisit because I find that as time goes forward, we we find ourselves bringing flowers and doing all these little things and foot rubs and so on. And then all of a sudden it's like we're we're common with each other now. So, So what happens? a lot of the honeymoon feeling, the jittery feelings leave because what happens is people, most people don't realize as you grow in a relationship, you must take the other person with you. That's how people outgrow each other. So when you talk about unforgiveness, it has a lot to do with a lot of misunderstanding because I look at it as what's called the parental principle. It's called the 80-20 rule. In other words, if you focus on just the 20% of what is your priority in your life and your relationship, you get an 80% return. What most people do is they focus on the 80% and as a result, they get a 20% return. What am I saying? A man leaves the house and he's upset with his wife because she doesn't understand me. She doesn't talk. So what does he do? He finds someone outside that is a good good uh, conversationalist Mm, and he's having conversation or Mm. maybe she's not the best cook so he's out there having a meal and I say it this way never leave your house hungry don't send your children out hungry and I'm not talking about food hungry for a hug hungry for conversation hungry for for understanding hungry for a listening ear why Because whatever you leave the house to get, you will eventually leave the house as a result of. So it's so important to never allow your husband or your wife to leave the house hungry. What I hear you saying is that if there is an emotional affair or even a physical affair that happens, you know, between a spouse and someone outside of the marriage, you're saying that there is responsibility for that action on both parties here's the here's the here's the thing that no the person has to realize that it always starts out innocent eventually it will pull you outside of the house anything i need i don't get at home and i get outside is a danger to destroy that home Mm -hmm. destroy that relationship you've got to have discipline in such a way to where you refuse to be fed outside the house. Mm-hmm. And that's integrity. Uh, that's integrity. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also more so than integrity. It is maturity. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
with integrity because you can have integrity but if you are immature you're Mm. going to fall you know i want to double back and go back to uh talking about abuse because we're talking about is anything forgivable is everything forgivable what do you say to the person that's in an abusive marriage i say that most times what i do is we've come to the place of where we recognize uh, we've dealt with so many horrific situations. I've had mm-hmm. situations where a, a man cut a woman up. Uh, oh, put, she had to have 3,000 stitches in her face or um, oh. uh, slash her neck because he wouldn't, she wouldn't go back with him. And thank God she lived My to tell God. the story. Uh, oh. And worse, we've had situations where people left and never came back and then they found the person now i have to say it this way because those are the worst situations horrible horrible i've had situations of of Mm. where someone has had uh just taken the life of everybody and then taken their own life Mm. so you have to be able to see the signs um Mm -hmm. i never counsel and tell someone to stay if you understand that it is dangerous or Mm -hmm. even if they don't understand it and i recognize signs of abuse I usually recommend that people are separated. I recently had a husband and wife mm-hmm. who they were in the relationship, out the relationship, in the relationship, out the relationship, and both of them ended up being shot. The wife got shot in the back and the what? husband got shot in his head uh, over yeah. the squabble. Yes, and, and, and <laughs> a few weeks later, they were back together again. What? So the thing is, yes. So there are some wow. people that thrive on on this type of behavior because they don't know any better and mm-hmm. and they don't understand what is healthy and mind you children are involved children are involved and so that being said it, it, we have to look at the whole picture every situation is unique and yes. we have to look at at the, at the particular situation we can't just give a general question uh, answer to this question because every situation is different but in generally saying if there's abuse, we have to look at the type of abuse mm-hmm. and, and when it was administered, how it's being administered, why is it being administered, and then give our recommendation as to what we believe should be done. Yeah, I don't think m- most cases are as extreme as the ones you just right. spoke about. Most cases are mm-hmm. actually in a ma- when when there is abuse in a marriage, more often than not, nobody knows about it except for the couple mm-hmm. that it's, you know... It, it's happening to mm-hmm. 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 It, and it doesn't just happen to women I just I have to say I, I, I knew a man who was yes. abused by his wife and right. he was a doctor so um, it, ha- it could happen to anyone but in a situation like that where one spouse is you know fairly um, level headed and the other is aggressive and yes. they keep forgiving over and over again it's like a cycle you go in a circle something happens then on the outs then Mm -hmm. they do something nice and then Mm -hmm. it's like when you just met all over again everything's fresh and new and wonderful and then something goes wrong and then something happens and Mm -hmm. you just go around and around in that circle what do you do do you forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive and just stay in that cycle i believe it is possible to forgive and to forgive Mm -hmm. but there has to be an end goal in mind Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I'm not going to say never forgive, but when forgiving has nothing to do with staying in the relationship. 
you can forgive and move mm, on. Exactly. You see, that's the other thing. So when someone says, well, you, you forgave me, you're supposed to. Wait a minute. Those are two different parameters that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there has, there's much to discuss. You should always forgive. But now we need to look at what we need to do so that we all can be healthy with ourselves first mm-hmm. and with our responsibilities, if it's children or whatever it is. Okay. You know, oh, before we move on, we're about to move on to another point. But before we move on, I want to go back. You said something a little while ago, and I, I meant to have you kind of elaborate on it. You said something okay. about having to forgive ourselves. So yeah. forgiving ourselves, sometimes you're going through something in life yeah. and you don't even realize that you are harder on yourself than anyone else is on you. It is true. You know? um, I've had a situation where, for example, uh, I have a grandson who, who uh, passed away in 2010. He was 18 years old. He mm-hmm. got hit by a vehicle. His yeah. mother and father were going through uh, a really rocky time in a relationship. He was scheduled to go to military school, and he was walking down the street, and a car came off an oh. off-ramp in Jacksonville, Florida, hit him and killed him. Wow. Uh, they could not... Uh, no one they couldn't even bring themselves to identify the body so i had to go and identify his body mm. to, to make sure it was him now the the, the the father was upset with the mother and the mother was accept, uh, upset with the father mm. and and you got to understand that when something like this happens we we don't know how we're going to respond or react or what have you wow. and the, the thing about it as a result they ended up eventually getting divorced. And years later today, we're in 2019. They are the best of friends. Hmm. It's because now time had given them the opportunity to really think about life, to think about what they could have done, to think about why things were done. And see, what happens is a lot of time we like to play the blame game. Well, if you had done this, this would not have happened. If that would have been done, so, 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 so. But what happens is when we get to the place to where we begin to say, you know what, I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. I could have done better. I could have done more. And you begin to look at yourself and release those things that have been hindering you from being successful in every area of your life. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I recognize with people is they look for someone else to carry their load. What am I saying? A woman says, if I only had that, uh, this kind of man, or a man says, when I get married, then this, that, that. Why can't those things happen before? Hmm. I think when you step into a relationship with these bags or these hangups, what happens is you step into it in such a way to where you're bringing something into the relationship that the other person knows nothing about. And eventually it shows up and it causes all kind of problems. So forgiveness of self is really important because if mm-hmm. we are blaming ourselves for situations and circumstances, and maybe I should have done this, I should have done that. I've had situations where people were married or in the midst of a, a really good relationship, but then they confide and say, I'm always thinking about him, or I'm always thinking about her. They still have regrets from the past yes. relationships of things they have done, things they should have done, and so on and so forth. And see, you have to resolve those things. It's important because without forgiveness of self, you really cannot move forward. 
Oh yeah, not to really go off track too much, but yeah, I guess when you were saying coming into the relationship, you know, they bring the stuff into the relationship. Most of the time, things are not figured out is because when you, you know, when you're in a new relationship with somebody, you're always putting your best foot forward. So you're trying to keep right. any anything that's negative right. out. Right. 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 And 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 you know, uh, I can say that that may work for some, but as a coach, as a counselor. As, as a behavioral uh, therapist, I, I don't look at it that way. I think if we're going to have a successful relationship, let's put everything on the table and let's look at what uh, what we would have as no option. So one of the things I usually say is I clear a table, literal table, and I ask people what options are on the table, no matter what you're going through, mm-hmm. no matter how tumultuous your relationship may be. Is divorce one of those things on that table? If divorce is not on that table, then we have to find a solution, and there is one. Yes. So, so that being is is plain and simple. It's really as simple as that. If leaving the house and going to mama's house for a night is not an option on the table, then you can't do that. Mm. And it's something that you build within yourself to say, you know what? That's part of my integrity, and I'm going to stand by my word and stand by this belief that divorce is not an option, or leaving the house is not an option, cussing you out is not an option, mm. putting my hands on you is not an option. Right. You have to do that for yourself. Okay. So, okay, so Roll, so next, for somebody that wants to forgive, but they don't know how to forgive, is there different ways to talk to a person on on how to forgive someone? Definitely. Again, it depends on on what the, the particular situation is, but it's always, it always leads me to a place to where I deal with the person and themselves. Forgiveness to me is an internal thing. It starts with the person. It never starts with the person that hurt you or, or you say hurt you or the person that did you wrong or what have you. It starts with you. Because, for example, when I've come to the place to where I am now, I don't have to, to, to hold unforgiveness or even harbor unforgiveness and just release it. So what we do is we teach people how to come to the place to where they don't take things personal and don't allow things to come into their lives to steal their joy their peace what have you in other words we give them a different way to to handle things now what i usually share with people is this we are each created with everything we need to solve every problem that we would ever face in our lives but getting them to believe that is a whole nother situation they have to now begin to look internally and see the power that rests on the inside. So what I usually do, I show them their successes in the past because they've shared with me. So when they open their mouth and share their story, uh, what it does for me, it gives me entrances and exits. And I walk in wherever they allow me to, to come in, but I always ask for permission. Can we speak about this? Can we speak about your childhood? What was your... Did you have a father? Where was he? How did that make you feel? How did you feel when daddy left the house and never came back? Is there something you would want to say to him today? And I tell you, every single time we have breakthrough. Why? Because people think that you have to be in front of a person to speak to them or to speak of them or to release. You really don't. Because the story we create again is something happened in 1979. But every time you talk, you can see the anger on your face because Mm. you're making it real as though it happened today. 
So I bring them back to that reality and show them that really they're making their fantasy their reality. So for the person that all they know is that they're hurt, how do they forgive? They've been offended, they've been wounded. Where do they even begin? How do they forgive what's been done to them? In the Word of God, if if you're a believer and you're listening to this broadcast, mm-hmm. I, I want to share with you that one of the principal things that we learn, even as we begin our lives and we're taught to pray, mm-hmm. in Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15, it says, if you forgive men or others their trespasses, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. And the 15 verses, but if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive Mm -hmm. you. It means to just let it go. Yes. They they, they did you wrong? Let it go. Just release it. You think you're letting them go and they should pay. But I want to tell you, friend, as you're listening to this broadcast today, Mm -hmm. that you are actually releasing yourself. In order for you to receive more, you have to let go what's in your hand now. God has so much more in store for you, I'm telling you, but you have to believe. You don't even have to see me. All you have to do is hear me and trust the God that created you as well as me and talk to him. You don't have to have a special prayer. You don't have to know all these different words to say. Just talk to him. Say, God, I'm hurting. I I don't know what to to do. I don't know how to feel, but I trust that you can make this better. I release it. I let it go. I forgive them. I I, want to see something different. God speaking, I guarantee you, if you reach out to God, he'll reach out to you, Mm -hmm. no matter who you are and no matter where you're from. All right. Now, Roll. Yes. Now, sometimes in forgiveness, right? Yes. Now... How do you know when you've fully forgiven someone? Yeah, because sometimes you feel like you've, you've forgiven, but then when you think about that thing, the anger starts to rise up again. So or, you didn't really forgive, right? Or, or is it considered not forgiving? Like, for instance, I'll give you a situation. Mm-hmm. So you had a spouse. Um, they cheated on you, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, you forgave them, or whatever the case may be, but you were in a long relationship. Now, when you get in the room... You know, you still you still have some kind of feeling, but not not like negative towards them. It's just more of a, like of a hurt feeling. Does that mean that you did not forgive the person? I have to answer it this way: We need to go deeper into forgiveness mm. and to understand the question that you just asked, because you can hold still hold resentment. You can still hold bias. You can still hold other issues even though you say you had forgiven. But true and complete forgiveness means that you, the resentment is gone. The feeling is gone. Now, when you begin to do that, what happens is that peace that you spoke about earlier, Charmaine, that's what comes in. The peace comes in and says, now you're ready because you have let all of this go. I usually say it this way. When people want to be free from something, most people, when they don't know, look to what I call ignorant deliverance. Ignorant deliverance is when you expect God to do something for you with no responsibility on your side. Just take it away, God. Just remove it from me so I can have a better life and I can move forward in Jesus' name. 
It just doesn't work that way all the time. Sometimes we have a responsibility. We have to put down the lying. We have to put down the doubt. We have to put down the hatred. We have to put it down. Although he's going to give us something to be able to stand in the midst of whatever we face and whatever we're going through, we have the responsibility to fully understand that we have to get all of this deep-seated hate and regret and resentment and all of this stuff and even the urge to talk about what happened anymore Mm, because forgiveness says it's dead it's gone it's buried and the only thing you should have to say is good things about that person going forward so when you feel at peace and truly Uh decide to move forward in love that is the power of forgiveness right the power is in the peace right Mm. it's now you said i didn't want to say this but until it was time, but now it's time because you opened that door. You said in love, mm-hmm. God is love. God is that love, means when yes. you allow to, when you are ready to allow God into that situation, it's going to be fixed. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be fixed. And when he comes, he will administer peace because he is the God of peace. Yes. So who he is, he brings what he is with him. Mm-hmm. So you let him in. But when you and I want to fix it for ourselves, he stays out of it. God fixed this, but I'll take care of this. No, you have to give it all to him and yes. trust that he's going he's gonna to do what he needs to do just the way it needs to be done. Yes, I think sometimes we think we can, we can do it alone. And, you know, we think, okay, I forgave the person. I'm fine. I'm moving forward. And truly, to really pull out that root of hurt, right? we can't do it ourselves we need god we need help we do now if we don't let go of that forgiveness you know what happens we can get to the place to where we become a bitter individual now bitterness is a root that takes hold of your character and your personality and from the inside out you become an ugly person just hateful just unmanageable And now you're talking about having to deal with something that can transfer from generation to generation and so on and so forth. And you've got to deal with this. But here's the thing. I realize that God is able to do anything but fail. And so we know that the word says that little is much when you put it in the master's hand, but also when we are weak, because that is a form of weakness. He Mm -hmm. is strong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you for that role. I mean, that was definitely great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And listen, I just love to hear you speak in the way that you explain and put things into. Yeah. I love I love the way that it's broken down like that with you. So I I definitely appreciate that. At this point in our podcast, what we normally do is we have this thing called a listener's question. But that's when I usually go out and I talk to somebody that's married and ask them a few questions. But you're our guest. It's a guest question this week. So I have four questions that I want to ask you that you can answer. Okay, the first one being, what is the secret to a successful marriage? Hmm. The secret to a successful marriage are the four basic components that I explained before. But then I have a little story that I want to tell you. So those four things is love honesty, respect, and trust. How I can Mm -hmm. explain love? Mm -hmm. Everyone does not see love the same way. 
someone says, you don't love me because you don't talk to me. Well, we need to talk to see what do you think love is? How do you see love? Mm. Someone else says, you don't love me because you don't cook food for me. <laughs> so, so we need to have a conversation to understand how I see love and how you see love so we can be on the same. Why? Because two cannot walk together except they first be in agreement. Honesty. Honesty is the, re the releasing of anything that you believe your significant other needs to know. Just be transparent. That's all it is, is being transparent. So it's love, honesty, respect. What respect is, is so pivotal. All of us have boundaries. I've found out that even after being married for 20 plus years, that there are lines I better not ever cross with my, my wife. And so, And I'm not talking about adultery. I'm talking about disrespect yes. or, or certain things or even sometimes not opening the door for her. She goes, excuse me, did you forget something? So I have to understand what lines never to cross. Yes. And, and it's not saying that we have an issue or have a problem. No, it, it, it's, it's just things that say, I honor you. I, yes. I uphold you and trust. Trust is the hardest to gain. And so if we break trust, then what happens, it, 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 it puts a strain on everything else. Trust says, I got your back. You're my ride or die, yeah. so to speak. And I'll do anything for you. It means that you can let your wife go out with a football team and never worry about her integrity. Mm -hmm. And likewise, on the other side, mm -hmm. there was this, this couple that walked up to this man that wrote this book on marriage. And they were elderly and they were the oldest couple as he was doing his book signing that day. And he stopped in the middle of his book signing and looked up. They looked about 80, 90 years old. And he asked them, he says, sir, ma'am, I have to ask you a question. What is the secret of the longevity of your relationship? Because they walked up holding hands together. And they looked at each other and smiled and and they looked at him and says, well, young man, the key to our success was we didn't stay upset with each other at the same time. What it was was when she was down, I was up. And when I was down, she was up. Wow. And as a result, we were able to carry each other through every ebb and flow of our relationship. And here we are wow, today. That's, that's nice. it. Wow. Okay, so nice. my next question is yes. name a couple whose relationship inspires you and why? Well, I can say I have in my mind a couple that inspired me, and yes, they still inspire me today. My grandmother and my grandfather oh, were married yes. for over 60 plus oh. years. Oh, boy. Yeah. I always oh. looked up to them, regardless of the ups and downs and the things that they faced in yes. life. They raised their family, they supported their sons and daughters, and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. They're both gone on now. My grandmother died at 96 years old, my grandfather died at 80-some-odd years old. So they were together most of their lives, and I envied that, and I said, this is the way that it was supposed to be. So mm -hmm. I saw a lot of good ingredients as to what it would take to make a relationship work, and I embraced that so and I still live by many of the things that I experienced through their lives today. Beautiful. Wow, that's, yeah, that's definitely beautiful, yeah. Yes. All right, and then uh, my next question, we're almost done. My next question is, how did you know you, that you were ready to get married? 
I knew that I was ready to get married because I didn't want to have a girlfriend. (laughs) I wanted to honor God. I honestly, I knew that I wanted to settle down Mm -hmm. and to have someone that I could share my life with. Yeah. Kevin is nodding. He's nodding his head in agreement. Loneliness is a terrible thing. I knew. I waited for years. Um, Actually, this is my second marriage. In my first marriage, I was was young, and I married what I termed my childhood uh, sweetheart. But Mm -hmm. we both were not ready for that situation. And what happened, happened. And so I moved on, and it took me some years uh, and I got to the place to where I just was tired of of what wasn't right in life. And I, I know I needed somebody. I wanted somebody. And I, I felt this urge. And so what I began to do is I began to prepare myself as a husband before I even got married. I started to study and think about what I needed to do. And when I started doing that, I realized that I was ready to be married once again because of just everything I was doing all around me. I was preparing everything mm. as if I had someone else in my life, although I was uh-huh. single. Well, and there I definitely agree with you with that because that's the yes. way that I feel. Yes, definitely. I was ready. <laughs> all right, so yeah. now so now last is what is the one marriage tip you wish you would have received before you've gotten married? Hmm. Wow. I received so many marriage tips but here's the thing if I had someone to speak to me the way that I am able to speak to others now it would have made such a difference in my life but actually I believe in my life everything worked out just the way it was supposed to and that being said the one marriage tip that I could say is be faithful to yourself Mm. be faithful yourself okay keep your integrity regardless of what the other person does Ooh, I like it. With that. Yes. that is so good yeah that is that yeah that's definitely oh. good wow I okay all right well thank you for that Earl. thank you for that you're very welcome okay so now we have one more thing. This is the last thing that we'll be asking of you for today. <laughs> yes, we, at the end of every podcast, we have a final nugget. We usually have a yes. poem or a scripture or a, yes. some good advice or a quote of some awesome. kind. Okay, so can you leave us with a final word of advice for couples that are struggling with unforgiveness? Yes. Every couple goes through something at some time, no matter who you are or where you are or where you're from. I want you to keep in mind that in this relationship, there's work that has to be done. In order to have a good relationship, you truly have to work at it each and every day. Will the relationship challenge you? Of course it will. Will you feel as though sometimes maybe you you, you could do something different? You very well may. But I do wanna say to you that there's hope there's hope in the midst of every circumstance and situation but trust God stand on his word and if you follow the principles the guiding principles of what has been given to us as husbands and wives I tell you you will be successful I'll say it again you will be successful forgiveness is a key element in any successful relationship 
I can't tell you how many times I've said to my wife, honey, forgive me. I spoke too harsh. Honey, forgive me. I didn't understand you. Honey, forgive me. I overspoke you. Honey, forgive me. I didn't think that uh, you understood. But trust and believe that if you employ these simple, simple keys, you will be successful every time. I'll leave you with this. Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? <laughs> I'll say it again. Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And friends, if you're married, never fight where there are no spoils to gain. I'll say that again. Never fight where there are no spoils to gain. Nobody wins when you have to split everything 50-50. Work on it and be well in Jesus' name. Thanks again for having me today. Thank you. Wow. Thank you for being with us. This was wonderful. Thank you for your time. And Thank that, you. I enjoyed. Um, before we go, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, where can they reach you on social media? On social media, the best place to reach me is at the John Maxwell Team. So again, it's John Maxwell Team forward slash R-A-W-L-E. M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. -L. Again, that's John Maxwell Team, forward slash, R-A-W-L-E, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. -L. And you'll be able to touch bases with me there and see some of the services that we offer. And we look forward to uh, speaking to you, your team, uh, or your organization. I am so glad, thankful. Thank you, my brother. For you coming on and doing this with us. Well, I appreciate you all, and I want to encourage you guys because I know this is going to be powerful in days to come, in years to come. This is going to be powerful. You're starting out where you're starting out now, but I see something great coming in the future. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. Now, with that being said, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check back in for our next episode. Do us a favor and review us on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you give us a five-star rating, we might just shout you out on one of our future episodes. And if this episode resonated with you, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag us at This Marriage Thing. Until next time, peace and love.